I watched Pool Sharks from 1915. This film is pretty much only noteworthy because it's the first film with W.C. Fields in it. And even though he was only 35 when he made the film, he'd already had a long, successful career in vaudeville. And now he was switching to this still relatively new film format. He eventually went on to become one of Hollywood's hugest stars, and he's really one of very few silent film stars who is still fairly well-known today. And Pool Sharks is where that all started. It's a simple story. It's really nothing more than an excuse for some, some gags, some sight gags and pratfalls. Fields and another actor, Bud Ross, are at a picnic. They're competing for the attention of the same girl. And there's a number of gags around the table, people pulling chairs out and getting poked in the eye with a sausage. I think hot coffee getting poured in someone's lap. And then they're about to fight and someone convinces them to settle their differences at the pool table. So they go to the pool hall. They take turns hitting these impossible pool shots that are accomplished with primitive but fun stop-motion photography. You see the balls moving around the table, going in the hole, out of the hole, flying through the air. That's the best part of the movie. After Fields wins the pool match, a brawl breaks out. He escapes through a basement door, and he leaves. His rival has been dunked in a barrel of water. His feet are flapping around in the air. And that's it. Fields heads off to some new adventure. It's short, it's to the point, and it was a fun distraction. There's nothing groundbreaking here. But like I said, it's worth watching just because it's Fields' entry point into cinema. Personally, I'm a huge fan of W.C. Fields, so for me it was even more fun to watch it. And your mileage may vary, I guess is the best I can say. But for me, I have many happy memories of being young and watching his films with my mom. She was also a fan. And for the duration of her life, she and I would quote lines from his films to one another. So I'm always down to watch literally anything he's in. I'll... If, W.C. Fields is in the movie, I'll watch it, even if I've watched it before. I guess another interesting thing is that this film directly follows the regeneration in the chronology. And I ended that podcast talking about how groundbreaking it was and the advances in filmmaking that were evident by 1915 and how film had advanced to this new level. And then along comes this movie that would have been completely not out of place in 1910. Pool Sharks is definitely a holdover from an older era of cinema. And that's not a knock on the film. It's in 1915, audiences were not expecting or really even ready for cutting edge fare. And that also plenty of films, especially the comedic shorts like Pool Sharks, that had been made even back in 1910 or earlier, were probably still playing somewhere at smaller theaters all over the world. And the, the theater-going experience was very different in 1915 than today. And at that point in history, studios were still making films and selling them rather than loaning them out to theaters. So they would make it, make a copy, sell it, and then the theater just kept it. Uh, they would run it over and over. Usually they'd run it until it literally wore out or being on nitrate, it caught fire. And so a short film like Pool Sharks or any of the predecessors from five, six more years ago, rather than seeming dated to an audience, 
something like Pool Sharks might have felt fresh and new because they'd been seeing sort of, you know, films from this same pool and here was something new that was similar in execution to the old ones, but it, it was new. It was a new story, new actors. So, yeah, to me watching this in 2023, I can say, oh my gosh, this does not feel like even for 1915 it feels dated, but it had its place. And that's about all I've got to say about this. So next I'm going to watch The Coward from 1915, directed by Reginald Barker and Thomas H. Ince. <laughs>